Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. We are getting into day four of our look at draft picks on offense for the Seahawks. If you want to catch the first three parts and you just now tuned in, you can go back, you can subscribe to the podcast, you can get those earlier episodes. And I am back talking with my friend EJ Snyder. He's the co-host of Bootleg Football with Brett Coleman. And you can also listen in with him on Bears Over Beers as part of Windy City Gridiron on the SB Nation Network. You know, we talked wide receivers before. I want to talk tight ends. Again, not a position that I think that the Seahawks would go early considering they just gave Will Disley a big contract. You know, they just made a trade for a tight end up to his fifth year option. This may not be a spot where the Seahawks would tend to go early. I think, you know what, I, EJ, I would be upset if they picked tight end with any of their first three picks. Yeah, I, I would probably be with you from a value standpoint. One, because positionally, just overall tight end, unless you're getting one of those unicorns, like unless it's a Kyle Pitts, that's just a game changer, doesn't really matter who he plays for, what you call him. And there aren't any of those in this year's draft. There are guys that are very good at certain skills, play certain roles very well. There is no uni tight end that is the the one, right? So yeah, from a positional value standpoint, I would be like, that's not great. And from a class makeup standpoint in terms of tight end, a lot of talent spread far down the board, but no preeminent one or even two. Like tight end is probably one of the positions this year that has the greatest variance in rankings. I can fill up your tight end rooms with all kinds of attributes. And right now, quite frankly, they have a good mix between those three guys. Noah Fant, um, a little bit undersized, not a great blocker, incredibly fast. Like he is really fast for a tight end. So he is your deep threat, your down the field guy, your seam stretcher, whatever you want to call him. Disley, uh, more inline, call that a Y, call him a blocker, call him a, you know, short, go run the hook route, pick up the first down, pick up the little five yard out for touchdown, you know, just out muscled with the defensive back. That's great. And then you got Parkinson, who is kind of in between. Not a great blocker. He's got tremendous size, but he's faster than you expect him to be. And he's really tall. So you can just throw it up and he'll go get it. Uh, so you've got kind of the fast, small guy on the outside, the bigger, heavier guy that blocks more on the inside. And then the sort of in-betweener in Colby Parkinson, who hasn't sort of realized that potential that I really liked coming out of Stanford. But you have a really good mix. So it's like, what do you add? Do you want? I want George Kittle. Uh, can can you draft me George Kittle in this draft? I can't. Um, <laughs> uh, Kittle is, yeah, Kittle is the ultimate unicorn. Because again, a guy that had almost no production blocked like crazy at Iowa, but then went to the combine and everybody went, holy cow, he's really athletic. Could we throw him passes? Yeah. It looks like he can actually catch. And they found out he could. And then he became Mr. All Everything that everybody knows is George Kittle. Maybe that guy's in this draft, but he hasn't revealed himself yet. But there's everything you want in this draft. There is size. There is seam stretching ability. There are pure small guys that are a little bit faster. Um, I don't know that there are any, like the one thing that's really fading in tight end in college is the true blocking behemoth because um 
it's just not a very popular role. And in the NFL, it's fading because NFL teams have gone, look, that guy almost never catches passes. Why wouldn't we bring in a sixth offensive lineman? If we want to block, we should bring in a blocker. And almost all NFL teams will do that. Now, they won't bring in a big heavy tight end because they don't throw to him. In fact, they're actually throwing the touchdowns to the sixth offensive lineman who's eligible. Right. We saw more thick six touchdowns last year because they'll bring in six and they're less likely to cover that guy. And he tends to be a better blocker. So that traditional kind of hulking blocking only tight end is going the way of the dinosaur. We just don't see him very much anymore. Who is your number one? Is it Trey McBride? We did release our rankings for tight end at bootleg uh, last week as a as a Patreon benefit. And Trey McBride is is headlining my list. He is not headlining Brett's list. Oh. Again, difference in in analyst perception. Um, See, there's I a value, tease. If you, if you want that other one, you got to go. You got to be that's a bootleg right. you gotta, patron. Well, well, who is it? <laughs> right. Well, go find out you, for only five dollars. You can figure it out. But no, Trey McBride is is my leader. Colorado State. He was a captain, which is pretty rare for a tight end, actually. He is a mix. He is a mean blocker. And again, those are harder to find. He will he will drive block guys. He will move them. He'll pancake guys. Uh, also hyper productive as a tight end. He had 90 something catches this year. The next most was about half that. Yeah. Um, in terms of best in class. Is he crazy? He's not crazy fast. He runs probably mid to high four sixes, no matter what his pro day says. Like on the field, he runs, I would say, about a four, six, five. Uh, great hands, highly competitive, will fight for every reception, will fight for yards after the catch, usually by running through guys, not around them. He's not super crafty or nifty. Um, very well built. I just like the combination of production, size, ability to block, ability to catch. Um, all those things proven, that makes Trey McBride my number one. All right. Well, let's go a little bit farther down the board because I do think that if we're talking tight end, we're going to be talking fourth, fifth, sixth round type guys for the Seahawks. Sure. Is it too much to ask for a tight end who could maybe line up at fullback every once in a while? Because I know everybody's kind of gotten rid of the fullback, <laughs> but I, I want, I know Pete likes to use that and we end up using. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't want to kick one of our favorite players off the team just yet. So maybe we don't want that. But I, I want to hear who your answer might be. Absolutely. And there is a guy and it is not too much to ask for. And it is that classic H back role. Yeah. Right. That you can line up at tight end. You can swap line up, you know, in line in the slot as a fullback, do all the things, block, catch, uh, you know, run dummy routes sometimes even. And that guy, for me in this draft, there is one that is the preeminent, and that's Chigakonkwo from Maryland. Uh, was the fastest tight end at the combine, ran like a four or five two. Um, doesn't have tremendous size, but he doesn't have poor size either. And he has worked very hard to make himself into a very competent blocker, even against defensive ends. One of the first things that attracted me to him on tape at Maryland was, man, Guy's not huge, but look at his form. Like he knows how to block and he's into it. And a lot of college tight ends, even in this class, are not into it. So it's first thing. And then, oh, hey, he's pretty, oh, he's kind of dangerous when he gets out on a route. Hey, they line him up in the backfield. Hey, Maryland plays their starters on special teams. He's got a lot of special teams experience. So Chigger Conquo, in my mind, is going to be kind of the ultimate roster chess piece in the NFL. He's almost two and a half roles, right? He's going to play special teams for you. He can play a little fullback. He can block. You can line him up on the edge if you need that extra blocker. You can run leak with him, and he's going to kill people because he's fast. He's five, you know, four, five, two. 
Um, just a great all-around player. We actually got a chance to sit down and interview him at the Shrine Bowl. That interview is going to be coming out in the next week or two uh, on, on the Bootleg Football Clips channel. Great guy, too, as well, which you know doesn't always necessarily translate to the field, but got a chance to sit down with him for about 20 minutes and talk to him. Great player, love of the game, uh, wants to get better, like just has a really strong desire. And I we talked about his blocking, which isn't necessarily the thing that people want to lead with in an all-star game. It's not the sexiest <laughs> topic, right? But he was more than happy to say, nope, when I came, I wanted to catch passes. I was not about it. My coach was like, we're going to learn how to block. And I was like, I don't care. And they're like, then you're not going to be on the field. And he was like, okay, okay this, is my I care. Path. <laughs> this is my path to playing. And he said, I you know, put my nose out and got good at it. And then I kind of figured out that I liked it. Like pushing guys around was sort of fun, especially if you had some technique. And he said, I've worked each, you know, I spend time. Uh, my practices are kind of weird because I spend some time with the receivers working on my hands. I spend some time with the offensive line, getting my blocking sets down, you know, learning about leverage. And then I'll spend time with, you know, the running backs and I'll go in and, and work on blocking fits and pass pro the whole bit. So he said, I, I move around a lot, but, uh, you know, and then I go do my special teams period. So it's, it's, uh, he's a great player. He's super valuable to NFL, you know, roster builders because, he literally has taken up two, two and a half spaces that you would have to fill with different players. Um, great player. I think he's going to be super fun. I actually want him to go to Chicago because uh, Luke Getze, who was the offensive coordinator for Green Bay, is now the new offensive coordinator in Chicago. And he had a guy like that in Green Bay. He had Josiah DeGuara. And that was that H-back role, right? Lined him up all over the place. Uh, did a bunch of things with him. And I'm like, if Getze wants another DeGuara, like draft Chigakonkwa. This is the guy. I, I, my apologies to Nick Ballore for finding the future guy to take over his job. I love Ballore. I do too. <laughs> and, and honestly, if I was coming up with a comp, I hadn't thought about that one, but that one would be really good because Ballore is a demon on special teams. And I'm like, there you go. He's EJ Snyder of Bootleg Football. One other name just on the way out the door I'll throw out there. Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network reported that the Seahawks met with Armani Rogers of Ohio. That's the University of Ohio. So he is likely going to be an undrafted free agent type prospect, but another name to throw out there is a guy that they could bring in with maybe some special teams upside. Just one of those guys that could come in and be maybe a priority signing at the end of the draft process. So Armani Rogers, if you want to check him out. Also, we've got mock drafts. You know, we didn't spend a lot of time on tight end with EJ. But we have got mock drafts from Michael Stuffer Edwards. And you know what? Even if you go back through Michael's mock drafts, I think tight end maybe showed up once right at the very beginning. But I just don't think that spending a lot of time at tight end, other than to consider some of maybe those, those top picks or some of those guys with some really unique flexibility at the position. So thanks once again to EJ Snyder. Follow him out on Twitter at the Draftsman FB. And head on over to their bootleg football Patreon page. $5 a month gets you their exclusive draft rankings. And be sure and check out fieldgoals.com. Wilson Kahn has the story on Marshawn Lynch joining the Seattle Kraken ownership group. So Marshawn Lynch becoming a local Seattle area sports team owner. Very cool to see. Also cool to see him out on the ice on a Zamboni and uh, doing Brody's out on the ice. Check back in tomorrow. We will be getting into offensive line with EJ. We're actually going to break it into two different sections. We're going to focus on interior offensive line as well as the tackle spots. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, go Hawks. <laughs>